It's nice to be back in Dova. <laughs> well, most of us are in recovery, yes? And everyone's recovering from something anyway. So, <coughs> so where does where's the problem lie? In the mental state, yes? That's what Bill W says. The problem lies in the mind. Yeah, it's not in your elbow. It's not in all the things we think it is. It's in. It's not the root of it. Isn't there? It's in the mind. It's a mental disease. Yeah. You can't take an X-ray of it. You won't see it in the body. You'll see its effects on the organs and stuff, but you won't see alcoholism because it's not a. It's not a thing per se. My experience of go of being under its influence for a long time. When something happened to me in recovery, uh, I saw it as a parasitical movement, basically. Yeah? And if, let's say, for me, I was, I was uh, physically restrained from using for two years in the drug and alcohol program, but when I went back out, it felt like a possession, and it usually feels like that, because it actually is. We're actually pretty much on the mark when we see it that way, because... It's a mental parasite. Yeah. Everyone here, to some extent, has been taken over by it. That's what we identify with at a meeting. I do not identify with who you are, but I identify with what's taking you over. Because the same thing's taken me over. Yeah? And there's not a million parasites. It's got one, it's a one parasitical movement with a, a finite set of traits, and it's using all of us to express itself through. Yeah? It's so funny that you can take people from all walks of life and a large quarter of those people in, through active alcoholism and addiction end up at those three doors they talk about in, in, a, in, in a, which is institution, jails, and death. Yeah? You can basically see we tend to go and end up at the same place no matter where we started from yeah? because it's not us driving there. Something takes us over. It's rooted, the problem is rooted in the mind, and the solution can't come out of the problem. You're not going to use thought to get out of thought. You're not going to use the self to get out of self. Okay? So there's a statement in the beginning of one of the forwards in the book I always like, which is, it says, uh, we are a hundred men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Now, I looked up the word seemingly, and it, it means it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah. So in one sense, nothing may actually be true unless you see it to be true. And nothing is actually false unless you see it to be false. The meaning something has rests in you, more in, in the thing. Yeah. <coughs> so there's a book called The Course in Miracles where they... They set out a, a program of action, not not similar to AA, but they use these. They do 365 sort of steps, and uh, one of them is a very beautiful statement. It says, "You and I have given everything all the meaning it has. Yeah. You and I, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. 
in when the mental state of alcoholism and self-centeredness, which is the prior addiction, the prior addiction is the mind's addiction, addicted to this idea of being a self. That spawns the need to get loaded, to get relief from self. Yeah, That's the original one. So in self-centeredness and in this mental state, you and I are giving meaning to things. Yeah? We forget that we're giving meaning to things, and we give, and everything we've given meaning to now bites us in the ass. Yeah? This is a perceptual truth. How can something Monday, when you're not feeling well, be a problem? And then Tuesday, when you feel pretty good, it's not a problem. And then Wednesday, you don't feel good again, and it's a problem again. What is it? Was it a problem, or isn't it a problem? Yeah? It's sort of based on your condition. Not on its own condition, but actually on your condition. Yeah? You know when you get sober and it's amazing. How did all those assholes change? But it was they didn't change. You just see them differently. Yes? So we get these samples, we get these examples all the time, but we don't connect the dots to see how much power we really are invested in. Yeah? That has been sort of hijacked by this mental process called selfing. It's using our juice to make things seem real. So one of the biggest things that makes seem real is the thoughts in your head. Yeah. How does that happen? You have a thought, it's driving you crazy. I'm sitting right next to you, it doesn't drive me crazy. Yeah, it does, it's not contagious, it doesn't move, it's not like Ebola or anything, it doesn't come over. Yeah? But the same thought that's driving Nicolette crazy, if it was held as mine, it, ha it would have the power to drive me crazy. But the thought itself doesn't have the power, it's the identification with the thought that gives it the power. Yeah? If you see that in one example, let the principle expand. So that you can see, this is what happened to me. I went to AA meetings, and after, you know, and I came in with a thick shell of terminal uniqueness, man. I mean, no one could get through to me. I was so uniquely special. Yeah? No one thought like I did. No one ever felt like I did. No one did the heinous things I did. I came into AA, and I listened diligently for a few months. And I could only come to two conclusions. How did they get my thoughts? Yeah? Because a lot of people in these rooms sort of have the same thoughts I have. And they also are dealing with the same feelings I was dealing with. And sometimes they reacted to life the same way I did. How could they, how could they be mine if you have them? How could these thoughts be my, my special thought if you were having them? How could these these incredibly terminally unique feelings that are so special because I am the only one who has them, you have them too. And you've done the heinous things that I've done. We're like a, like 80 hosts here and we've been taken over by the same parasite. Yeah. It's using us for transportation and its navigational system is through the thought system. It talks to you as you... Yeah. It tells you some great ideas that aren't great ideas. I mean, this is how, this is what typical day in my life, near the end of the act of alcoholism. I was confronted once again with a court date, yes? Now, the court date produced a lot of fear in me because I had court and going to jail sort of synonymous because that happened quite a lot, 
When I went to court, I inevitably went to jail. Sometimes that day, they didn't really let me leave the court. So I didn't want to go to jail. Sounds like a good motivation. I'm afraid of going to jail. So I go to my great Greek oracle up here. Oh, wise one, what should I do? What, 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 what incredible, workable solution do you have for this, this incredible problem? And, well, don't go to court. <laughs> It sounded great. The fear evaporated immediately. I took the fear was about going to jail, but it was being triggered by the court date. Now the court date's out of the way, no fear. So I'm kicking back, and then about the court date comes, and it's 9 in the morning, and I'm feeling sorry for all those people in court, and I'm drinking some beer, and I'm thinking I got over once again, you know, which is so temporary, isn't it? (laughs) You got over so temporarily. It doesn't last, you know. So, two days later, I'm driving my girlfriend's car, and I get pulled over, and uh, and I get the cop, you know, stops me, and I, I, I'm really pissed off. I haven't done anything wrong, but I had a broken taillight, you know. So then he takes my name and my license, and he goes back to his car, like for an eternity, you know. They sat in there for like 15 minutes, and I'm sitting there. He comes back and he says that faithful line that if you hear it, you're going away, which is, Mr. Adamman, please step out of the car. So I get out of the car, now I'm arrested, yeah. I'm not even, I'm arrested, and I go right to jail. So here's the solution. I was afraid to go to jail, and I, so I skipped the court date. Now I'm in jail, and they have two more court dates. Yeah? This is the type of, this is what I was relying on. How, why, what would you expect someone to do that was relying on that? To get loaded at every possible time, because I was in total abject fear what this was going to do for me in one day. I ended up in some crazy places when my intention was just to have fun when I left the house. Yeah? So, this parasite has us, active alcoholism, yes? All these different hosts. And I'll tell you, I, I hope one day you can entertain the possibility that it's not you. Because that it's the, that it's, its whole root of occupation is through identification as. Yeah? It's present. It's like a, if you ever seen you know let's say you know a parasite usually isn't that nice to the host. Yes, usually it drains the host life and it and it gets enlarged by the draining of the host. That's how a parasitical movement occurs. So usually they're pretty hostile. And let's say if we realize, let's say a big bug flew in here, I would immediately knock it off my hand arm. Yeah, if it did it 20 times, I'd, I'd have that knee-jerk reaction because it scares me and I know it's not good for me. Yeah, But here's something that's not good for us and should scare the bejesus out of us. It sort of insinuates and gets in there and now has the greatest strategy because it presents itself as you. The host forgets that it's a host and takes itself to be the parasite. And so now it's defending the right to be fucked. You know what I mean? Now you're rationalizing why you were right in that situation when the cops arrested you. You're constantly making excuses and rationales for that. Yeah? Because you're bonded to it and you don't see it because you're looking from it. You're looking from it. The heist is already complete. You are now its transportation. Look at where it's taken us. Who? What person 
anecdotes. Sorry, Mike. No, you know, thing. What person sits at a coffee table going over their next vacation spot and picks milestones? Really? Not too many people. Usually things have to conspire to bring you here. <laughs> You're not going to be, it's not on your top ten, you know, getaways. Yeah? It's usually when you, all the other squares are gone and you're stuck and there's nowhere else to go. And then this place provides incredible service. Because it has a place to go when there's nowhere else to go. Yeah? But what led us there? What led us there? And then what led all these so uniquely different people, all these people, many of them come to the same place? The same place. Yeah. Institutions, jails, and death. When this happened, you know, I entertained some ideas. That's what happened with me. And then my mind opened up to some extent. And the biggest news I got, I was used to do these workshops in uh, AA around the country on the fourth step of the, of, big, of the big book. And so I knew this chapter, how it works, quite a lot, because I read out of it every week for like 18 years, you know, every Monday night, pretty much. And so something happened, and I went back to that chapter, and when I read it now, I got all new downloads, totally different information about self, and I saw self, this idea of self they talk about, as a foreign installment. Yeah? And as soon as I saw it as maybe not being me, the first thing I could entertain, which was not available for years, was I can be free from it. All the while, through the identification, I was trying to be free as it. Yeah. And it's an impossibility. Yeah. I was trying to get out of self as a self. Good luck. It has you. Selfing, they talk about in AA quite a lot. Selfing, if you look at it as a predator, it's different than other predators. In the jungle, a predator and a prey are pretty easily recognized because the predator is ripping the prey's throat out, right? And the prey wants, but wants to run away, and it thinks it's successful if it gets away. But in selfing, in this mental parasite, it has you by you trying to get out of it. By you trying to get out of self, you're ensuring to be totally in self. Because what's going to be trying to get out of self is self every step of the way. A mental idea cannot leave the mental state. Yes? The solution, as it says in the book, is not, uh, not in the mental state. Yeah? They call it a, the spiritual realm, or the spiritual condition, or the spiritual whatever. But whatever that means to you, it just means it's not the mental state that you're familiar with. It doesn't. It's not comprised with thoughts, and it's not totally into yesterday and tomorrow. Look at the thought system in your head this today. What does it value? What, is, what does your thought system value? What do you think about when you think about things? Don't you think about yesterday and tomorrow? Are most people are most are people who are upset right now? Are they upset by this Tuesday, or are they upset by last Wednesday, or are they feeling upset about a future Saturday? Like he says in the book, hey, the pro our trouble is of our own making. There, it's there. That's where it's being made. Yeah, right up in your head. Your elbow doesn't know the future from the past. Yeah, your knee isn't worried about what it's going to be like a week from now. 
Yeah? Only up here do we live in this little time frame. Yeah? It's slavery. So it says here, seemingly, it appears to be true or false to me. So what would happen? See, in their case, they were suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, but when they entertained the possibility that recovery could have happened, it became that they saw it as not being a hopeless state of mind and body, that the only thing it was was seemingly hopeless. It could be or couldn't be, based on you. Yeah? The disease is going to seem to be hopeless based on you, not on it. Yeah? You're going to give it the meaning it has. It's going to offer you a lot. It's going to tell you about you and about yesterday and about tomorrow and about this and about that. It's going to tell you it's a really good idea to try to escape from the cops down a, a dead-end alley. You know, it's going to be very successful. It's going to tell you all these... Oh, yes, a shot would really make everything great for maybe four seconds, you know, five seconds. And then you're stuck. What happens? Here we are. What are we confronted with all day? We're confronted with basically four states we're trying to manage. We're trying to manage the circumstantial and situational state, yeah? We've got to have money, we've got to have food, we like to have friends, we want to have some respect and reputation, all like that. We're trying to manage the circumstantial situation, the physical state, yeah? Getting healthy and doing this and doing that. We're trying to manage, to manage the emotional state, yeah? We're trying to manage the physical state, and then we're trying to manage a spiritual state which is only made up in the mental state. Yeah. All right, so let's say, okay, and that, the way those things are going is the way I am. Yeah? In other words, I'm dependent on how I look, how this is happening, do I have that, do I have this? I don't have any value, basically, in of, in of myself. I get value reflecting on how I'm managing these things, how we're going, yes? All right, so here, you wake up at 9 in the morning. Now, you just came out of a two-day retreat. You just had a sauna with a facial scrub, yeah, and a pumice foot thing, yeah? Your emotional state, you've been listening to Enya for about two hours, three hours, right? So you're getting all the states together, and then you've been meditating, whatever, there's your spiritual state, and you reach it. All of them line up just perfectly, and then you feel really good, yeah? This is at 9.01. But what happens, 9.02 comes. 9.02 comes. 9.03 comes. 9.04 comes, yeah? You've got to manage those states all fucking day. <laughs> Why? Because they don't stay where you are in this day. They don't follow your instructions because you have no power. But you keep assuming you have power, and we keep managing and controlling what can't be controlled. All those things are variables. I was driving down the street in my hometown, and maybe my mind was concerned about, you know, the latte I was going to have, whatever. And then suddenly... A truck stopped, and I just destroyed my car in like half a second. Now, that changed the circumstantial situational state. Now I had to walk, you know? I had to deal with the city tow, which is like a whole vulture enterprise, you know? They tow your thing, and then you pay $65 for it to be in their lot, you know? It's unbelievable. There's this huge business, tons of business that feed off the misfortune of others, just waiting for some little mistake in your day, and then you're going to fall under their influence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How we what 
what can't be stabilized, why are we seeking stabilization from them? Because we get our identification by that. And then we have the mental state lording over all the others, telling you how you're doing in all those other levels. How your spiritual program's going. The same voice that was talking to me when I was shooting up is the same voice that's critiquing my program now. That voice didn't get sober. The voice didn't get sober. It just changed its tune. You know? It did. It just it was interrupted, but it regrouped, and now it's telling the story of me as a recovered person, just like it was telling the story of me as a junkie. Yeah, same critiques, really. You're fucking terrible doing that, and you're fucking terrible at spirituality. Same, same, really. Yeah. But you're listening to it. It's like K. Paul. Yeah, I won't listen to K. Nicolette. Yeah, to me, those are golden oldies. I don't want to listen to. Them. But K. Paul, every fucking every song's a new hit. You know, <laughs> how is that? How is that happening? Where's the co- flavor coming from? Is it coming from the thoughts, or is it coming from you and how you're listening to the thoughts? It's coming from us. We're giving all our power away. We've been taken over by a parasite, a mental parasite. Its whole world is rooted in the mental. That's why you value in the thought system yesterday and tomorrow more than now. We're using now to hope to build a better tomorrow. Yes? I do these talks all over, and people go, I'm feeling so good right now, but what about Tuesday? Yeah? It's always pledging allegiance to yesterday or tomorrow. How can you enjoy peace if you're going to worry, will, will I be in peace tomorrow? How? You're addi- we're addicted to time. Selfing and time are synonymous. The sense of being you has to be remembered and thought about. You aren't a long-lasting, independent, separate body. Yes? You are the awareness of that, or spirit, let's say. This whole thing, you'll know the problem from the re- when you get the real relief. The real relief stabilizes. Yeah? There becomes a stabilization. Your interest and attention, this is how by, by going backwards and following how it happened to me, this is sort of how it happened to me. Once I entertained, I wasn't that I started to lose interest in all the shit that supports that. The thoughts, the feelings being, you know, what's the difference between a thought and my thought? Huge. Huge difference. You know, it's just like, here, money and my money. I want everyone in this room to have money, but none of my money. (laughs) It's hugely different. Money, my money. It's the same money, but my, yeah? Thought, my thought, hugely different. Feeling, my feeling, hugely different. The mental process called selfing, and let's say it's, it has alcoholism affixed to it, is using every other, all the functions of the body, yeah, to facilitate the bondage of self by claiming to be the doer of it. You know, my, no, you know how many alcoholic thoughts that we have followed, yes, and we still take blame and shame for them. When it says in step one, we were powerless over alcohol, 
I don't know about you, but when I was under alcohol, I was apt to do anything to anyone unless you could physically stop me. There was no choice in the matter. I wasn't choosing that. I had it was like dancing with a gorilla. I was going to stop when it wanted to stop, and it it didn't like to stop. <laughs> it didn't, you know. And yet we get this clear understanding of the first step, but it doesn't translate into an ease and comfort. We're still harvesting guilt and shame from all those things we thought we did when we were loaded. When it's saying very clearly, we were powerless over it. You don't need to seek forgiveness other than your own, really. You're, you've got the biggest hook that you're on. So I entertained this idea. I don't even know how it happened, but I saw it as a foreign installment. And what happened is all that facilitates that bonding or being Paul, my interest attention lost interest and attention to it. Because why? It wasn't me. As simple as that. Yeah. It wasn't me. I wasn't the thinker of these thoughts. These are just thoughts that are coming up. Yes? And most of them you could categorize as alcoholic thoughts. Yeah? How could they be mine if you can have them? Yeah? I started seeing that I'm not that, and immediately my interest and attention left all those things that were facilitating being that, and I started to feel an ease and comfort today. Yeah? My value system shifted from tomorrow and yesterday to now. Yeah? The mental state got diminished, which is what I think the 12 steps do. They just diminish a mental state, because that's where the disease is, yeah? They do not produce a spiritual state. You are a spiritual state. We're just being identified as a mental state. When that gets diminished by the steps and all we do in AA, then then what you are will become obvious to you. And then you'll be able to recognize what you're not very clearly. And you are not the thinker. You are not the feeler. You are not the doer. And then you're like a free-range alcoholic, really. <laughs> you know, you get freed from the bondage of self, and it stabilizes. Okay. It stabilizes because it goes to the next step. It says that in the book. It says you, the problem will not exist for you, but it's much clearer when the problem doesn't exist as you. Yeah. If it doesn't exist for you, that's an experience. Doesn't exist as you, that's a state. And the state's going to overrun and override and eclipse any experience. It's much more long-lasting. That's what stabilizes. That's what allows that ease and comfort to become the, the norm, not that agitated <coughs> restlessness, irritability, the norm. A new norm of an ease and comfort with spikes of the other shit that come and go. Yeah? But they don't they're not the basis of your life anymore. You're inherently free from the bondage of self that day. See, it says bondage of self. It doesn't say bondage to self. Because self isn't a thing. It's not a chair that you'd be bonded to, and which easily would happen with let's say handcuffs. Then I'd have to find like a spiritual key guy to open me up and free me from this bondage to this freaking chair. But bondage of means it's an activity. It's an ongoing activity rooted in the mental state that's insinuating and implying that you're the thinker, you're the feeler, you're the doer, you're the that, you're the this, da-da-da, all day. That's what it does. And me and you make the leap. It can't produce what it's pointing at. 
we make the leap into being that which it's pointing at. Me is Paul. This, yes? And then the trouble fucking really starts. Because now I'm upset. Because I'm not rooted in today. I'm expecting to have a lot more tomorrow, and I should have had a lot more in the past. <coughs> this is just a possibility. First of all, everyone in this room has been served the spiritual subpoena already. You may not... Hopefully you won't go to the court of mind. You'll go to the court of light. Because all your fucking sins have been annulled. You know? When are you going to give yourself a break? So, there was this reading I used to do every week and how it works. And it says, page 64, it says, uh, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, yeah? That self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. It's a beautiful statement. So being convinced that self, this idea of you, is what has defeated us. You haven't defeated us. The idea of you has. So self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's our day, isn't it? Being convinced of that, we will now look at its, self's, common manifestations. Yeah? And in the next paragraph, it says resentment starts off. So if you follow this logic, resentment and fear and harms done to others and all this stuff that we look at during the inventory processes are really expressions of self into our life through us. Yeah? So self through us has manifested all these different things to defeat us. And one of the biggest ones to look at is resentment. Yeah? And then fear also is used to defeat us. And acting out to get what we want is used to defeat us, yes? And there's a lot of others, hundreds of forms, but those are the obvious ones. And we do a little inventory of them. So what? So what? Why do we do the inventory? So that we can see what's defeated us through its manifestations. So we write down about the resentments and the fears and the harms done to others, and through the manifestations of self, we follow it back. It's like tying a string to a mouse. You follow it back to its hole. Yeah, We follow it back, and then we see the real culprit, which isn't resentment. Resentment is used to facilitate the defeat. Fear is used to facilitate the defeat. That's how self defeats us, through its expressions. Yeah? And we're the vehicle for its expressions to find light here. It can't express through a rock. It has to take a living thing over, and which it has to use us to express itself through. And we are that. And then we're getting stuck with all the results of those things. And down every freaking day, we keep calling them my resentments, my fears, my acting out. Isn't that the act of being identified? If something that was foreign to you was expressing through you, and then when you talked about it, you claimed to be those expressions were yours, wouldn't that be the identification of self? Wouldn't that be the bondage of self? When something foreign expresses through you because it's taking you over, yes? And then here you are, and when you talk about it, you claim all those expressions as yours, I would say that's the bondage of self. Yeah? 
What else could it be? If he says the manifestation of self, one of them is resentment, why are you calling them yours then? Because the resentment's much easier to get over than your resentment. Yeah? A fear is much easier to get over than your fear, I'm telling you. Fear and my fear are two different things. First of all, my fear, there's a huge investment in it because it's part of the big story I got about me. Yeah? It's like I did this thing with this Cooper Scooper thing. So here's a. <laughs> follows this line of this, the idea of self. So here's a guy who has a really nice house with a beautiful lawn and a porch, and he loves to, you know, run around with no shoes on in the morning dew, and he has lawn bowling events and marriages, a few marriages are held there, and he's got a big picnic coming up Saturday, and he loves this lawn, and so one day he jumps on it, onto it, and he, he steps into some shit, you know? So he goes, what? And he gets up, and the first things start to change immediately. Now he's got to wear shoes all the time. And then he goes, he goes inside, cleans up, goes back out, and he makes sure he doesn't step there, but he steps in some other shit. And then he walks around, and there's a lot of shit on his lawn. You know? And it smells. And he figures, i got to cancel the picnic Saturday. You know what I mean? So now it's already having an effect. He goes back in, and he thinks, all right, I'll just ignore it, and it hopefully it'll go away. Goes back out four hours later, and there's even more shit. So now he just walks in, pulls down the curtains, doesn't even look out there anymore, and he goes and buys some pictures of lawns, and he sits there reminiscing, oh, it was so great when I could run around the morning, oh, I love that lawn bowling tournament, and I, I can see my first child out on that lawn, or whatever. And then, so he's starting to sing the blues, and then some other people get in touch with him, and they're having the same problem, yeah? They have this beautiful lawn, but they can't use it because there's shit all over the place. And so now, all right, so he has a problem. He's recognized it, and they, they've recognized it. And so a guy comes and says, listen, I think I have a solution for you. And he's sort of avid for a solution, yeah? He'd like to get rid of the problem. He's, like, motivated. So the guy says, use a pooper scooper. Pick up the shit. If you get really good at picking up the shit, you'll have a little bit of time well, you maybe have a four-by-eight-foot piece of lawn. You can stand there and reminisce how it used to be. Yeah? So, all right, so he gets one poop and scoop, and then he gets two, and he gets really good at it. Yeah? And he's really picking up fast, and people learn about him because they have meetings, and he gets invited to speak there, and he starts <laughs> speaking about his answer to this problem, and he, and, and he becomes a circuit speaker. He's still going around conventions, talking, oh, yes, I once had this problem with shit, now I'm managing it. <laughs> There's still shit, and, but I'm doing great. And this gets autographed copies of Pooper Scoopers. He's got a whole business going, and he, you know, he's quite invested in being a, you know, the shit. He needs the shit now, basically, because he's an expert on how to pick it up. So, all right, so one day a guy comes by and says, hey, I have a solution to your problem. He goes, what problem? See, at this point, the problem isn't really the problem anymore. He's quite invested in the problem. He's a circuit speaker. He's got autographed pooper scoopers flying out the fucking factory. You know what I mean? He's, so he's not that avid about the solution, a solution because he doesn't think it's a problem anymore. Yeah? So that guy goes, all right, well, if you ever want to know, find the dog. Yeah? And he goes, what? Find the dog. <laughs> what? Yeah. Get rid of the dog. There won't be any shit. Simple solution. Now you would think you would run right to that, but he's identified as the dog. 
See, we're identified as the dog. We cannot entertain getting rid of what's cooked, what's producing all the shit in our lives because we're identified as it. You take it to be you. Therefore, it's like got, it's got the perfect strategy. No matter how fucked up it gets, you're still going to listen to it. We're invested in our stories, man. Get rid of this dog. No shit. Maybe you'll, you know, you know, put the pooper scoopers in a museum or something, but you won't need them anymore. Isn't that what we really want? Do you want a way to manage your life, or do you want to be free from what needs to be managed so much? It's a possibility. Entertain it, you know, or not. But at least you have the right to hear it. AA has got a huge possibility. Huge possibility. It doesn't matter if if you want to be fine at the next picnic you go to or have a three-month relationship, that's fine. It'll provide the possibility for that. If you want to keep entertaining other possibilities, you can actually, you know, get that... That shift can occur, it's available, that, and will stabilize that you'll have an immunity to the thoughts. You won't be able to be taken out of today by thoughts of tomorrow and, and yesterday. You'll be here. And, you know, it sounds so obvious, but it's the greatest joy of all, because what was missing in my life was really me. Yeah. That's what wasn't showing up anymore. And I was missing it, and I was looking for it in all the wrong places. Because it was a simple thing. Yeah, I just want wish everyone in this room to travel lighter. You know, I mean, you can drop an alcoholic into heaven; it'll be hell in a day. It's just fucking unbelievable. <laughs> the thought system is hell bent. Like if this was cancer, there's people. Miles around get, trying to get a daily free from cancer, but where's so, oh, I don't think I want to go to a meeting. Uh, I don't think I have time to, for that. I'm not helping anyone either. No, no, I'm not doing that. Jesus Christ. And then we think we have a, we have a, like a choice to drink. You may think you have a choice to drink, but what's going to happen? There's no choice involved. You're fucked. Yeah, and it's going to be fucked to the fifth degree, and then to the ninth degree, and then to the twelfth degree. And it's not going to stop. And you're probably not going to die early. You're not. You're not going to get off the hook. You'll be praying to be dead, and you probably won't. You know how many times I should have overdosed and I kept waking up? It was like the worst fucking news of my life. Come back to the same movie? Jesus Christ. Policemen, paramedics. Oh, shit. I thought I was out of here. No. It's not going to let you go. The parasite has you as it's, you're its only host. It wants, it likes you. <laughs> it wants to keep you around. Quite miserable, but it wants you around. I mean, how many of us have gone to how many rehabs? I spent two years and three months in programs. Two years in a program called Delancey Street, straight, 24 7. Three months when I was younger in Project Return in the Bronx, which was a program. Three months straight. Yeah. Two years and three months of my life. I got to a point, my managing led me to the only solution, which is being managed by others. Simple as that. I'm just not managerial quality. If I'm given a little time, 
I gotta, I'll end up being managed by others, be it the jail or an institution. I can't pull it off, you know. So for me, it was lucky. I didn't come here on a bottom. I had plenty of bottoms, and I'd call them home as soon as I landed on them, furnish them, and ask you over. You know? <laughs> but I kept getting addicted to lower bottoms, and I really was totally, completely demoralized. I did not know how low we could go. It's unbelievable what we'll put up with, tolerate. We're like more, we're we're more advanced than cockroaches. We will cockroaches. We will just fucking t bear anything. Yeah? So I was sitting in a trailer park after a four-day drinking binge because at this point I had no money and I couldn't charm anyone to give me money to do drugs. So I was just drinking anything I could get to stay unconscious because I did not want all that stuff in my head to catch up to me. And uh, I was drinking a bottle of Royal Gate Vodka and I was just sitting with this guy. I had just been in Delancey Street, went on a 10-month run and... Um, I saw no hope. I'd given up all hope. And I was drinking this bottle, and I looked at the guy, and he had a big bulbous nose and varicose veins <coughs> on his face. And I said to myself, this guy's a bum, you know? And lo and behold, he was looking back at me like I was a bum. And for some reason, that's how I saw it. And something, something happened. Something was initiated. Like, almost like a portal opened up. And something stopped my head for the first time. And information downloaded. And that information led me to start doing what I wasn't thinking of ever doing a minute before, which is asking for help, calling up Delancey Street, asking if I could come back. They said no, because they had been following my, uh, my last 10 months. Called up someone else, and then situations conspired to bring me to my first meeting that day, the next day. And I've been sober and clean ever since. So, it says in the third step, you know, made a decision that, what, the first step, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol. But in another part of the book, it says you have to admit to your innermost self. I admitted many times I was an alcoholic to get more alcohol. You know, I admitted many, many times that I was a drug addict to get more drugs. Yeah? But this pierced that mental state and went in to the innermost and something happened and it, I realized like on CNN newsflash no story, just the headline, I'm fucked and I'd been fucked for quite a while but it never had this impact, I mean I had a sober assessment, I'm fucked and my whole life changed from that point on you know I don't have a Never have a thought or anything about alcohol or drugs. Fucking, it's, all, it's done, you know? Either, it, you know, you're going to be done or it's going to be done. This race I won. I wasn't, I didn't die, and then I got to the point where it was finally done, yeah? And, uh, man, it's been 26 and a half years now. Enjoying the freedom from that bondage of self. And, uh... You know, you're like, I'm in your tribe, you're in my tribe. I'd really like to see all of us travel lighter. I really do. And 
I hump. When I first this started happening to me, I thought everyone would really receive it greatly in AA. <laughs> but that didn't that didn't prove to be the case. <laughs> I could have been a circuit speaker. I just kept my mouth shut. Do and do and get. You know, no, I had to fucking say it. <laughs> I had to open that mouth. So. <laughs> I really did, and uh, there's so much reluctance and resistance to the people who are taken over by this disease, because the disease is producing the reluctance, and we're calling it ours. You know? The disease is producing the unwillingness. If you listen to your head, even when you're in the room, you're not sober, really. It's telling you, you really aren't sober, or you won't be the next week, or when I go to that wedding... You're con- it's constantly talking around the fact that you're actually sitting here sober. You won't be for long, or you're this or that. It's constantly, constantly trying to convince you to give you or, your attention to it and your believability to it, and then it will make what seems to be so really seem to be so. Yeah, You'll be fucked before it even plays out being fucked. <laughs> There is a solution. There really is. I think it's simple to start with. Maybe you're not the thinker of the thoughts. Listen to listen to some people in the A room and see if you identify with their thoughts and what they're sharing. And if they do, what does it, what does that lead you to? Well, maybe these aren't mine. You know, and maybe a, a, a healthy suspicion can come over your daily mental state that's going on unobstructed by any inquiry or any awareness or any attention. It's just doing its thing. Maybe put a little light on it and see what's going on there and see how bogus it is. Yeah? And maybe if you're not the thinker, what would that do about the thoughts? It would change what they mean to you dramatically. You may have an immunity to what used to drive you crazy. You may find you have an immunity to the same thought. Because the immunity isn't the thought changes, it's you change. You change. And then the change in you begets all the change you see out there. We're trying to change ourselves by out here. Yeah, it doesn't work. Let this change. And they, hey, just stay on the operating table if you're new. And don't play the doctor. Just lay, just stay on and let this program work on you. Because it will work fucking miracles on you. It really will. Over time, you won't even notice it. It will go on when you're not thinking you're doing enough. Or doing this and doing that. It's going to be working on you, man. It's going to relieve you of the bondage of self. So that your own light can shine through into your life. You know? Not tomorrow, or not when I was a kid, but right now. Now. Now, tonight, yeah. instead of being insatiable and fucking seeking and addicting all the time, you will be what you've always been looking for. You will bring more into the event than you'll get out of the event. Yeah. When I go surfing, I hurt my knee. I can't go surfing anymore for the last 10 months. But there was no mistake. I didn't get joy out of the surfing. I brought the joy into the surfing. The surfing allowed to trigger it. That's it. If I think surfing is the source of my joy, if I can't do it, there goes my joy. I'm the source of the joy. I'm the source of it. I'm what... 
I am that which I've been looking for, but not what, how, not by the you that's looking for it. See, the you that's looking for it has been taken over, but you are exactly what you've been looking for, free from the bondage of self. I dig it, man. It's really fucking. I'm very enthused by it. You know, 26 years for five minutes of a portal opening up to have a 26-year solution, a living, breathing solution to the most impossible uh, <coughs> dilemma of my, my experience of life here, alcoholism and addiction, to have it stopped in its tracks, never to find uh, ground again, never to find uh, traction again over 26 and a half years. Yeah, I'm definitely enthused by it. What more demonstration do you need? No human power. I'm telling you, my mother wanted me to stop. My enemies wanted me to stop. My friends wanted me to stop. The state wanted me to stop. No human power. No human power. And all those years of suffering never produced it. And that happened in one second of divine intervention. Why not open up to that possibility? If it can change your whole alcoholic situation, what else can it change? Find out. Any questions today? What? Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, we're going to have a salad today. (laughs) Any questions today? No. Great. How will you know when you do meet yourself and how to stay with that. I have moments, um, uh, just a few days ago I was on the beach and there were kids that were playing and I just felt this incredible, um, this, this, just, just, just this feeling of joy that came, you know? And I'll try to often go back to other things like, oh, this is what I felt like when I was a kid. Or, you know, is uh, is this what the God, is this what the real Ingrid, you know, is this what it is that I am, you know? And, and just knowing that, I know I'm not always going to feel like that, but just to try to stay aware and recognize when that kind of stuff comes along. When you meet, you said, you'll know when you meet yourself. Yes, definitely. You will. So that so that time you met you that yeah, time so when you met park, you looking for that kid? No, that <laughs> time when you met you it provoked joy. Other times it will provoke clarity. Other times it will provoke love. Yes? Yeah. It's multifaceted. Yes. But you brought the joy up. Those, that thing was just how you how how you manifested it. But yeah. the joy wasn't from the kids, it was from you. That were then the kids instigated it yeah. coming up because you're available to it now. <coughs> if you're put, if you're dominated by alcoholism, that shit isn't available to you anymore. When did you feel the one when you were d- using dope and drugs? How much wonder and awe were you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I used to love the beach, and when I was on the cocaine, I had giant blankets over any place that would in- let any light in to whatever room I was in. I mean, really. I never even went near the water for like 15 years. You know what I mean? It takes everything. It takes everything. You may think you're not having lost much. Give it more time. It's just starting for some of us. I mean, that's what happens. When some when we come here, people that have been relieved of it somewhat, we see it just starting some of us. 
you know, younger people. And of course, they don't think it's the way the case. And yet, you see them come, keep coming back, and they're in their eighth rehab, and they get to a point when they ever go to prison, then they're indelibly changed. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on and on. Everyone thinking we're so unique and special. We could write some person with recovered from alcoholism probably could write most of our stories in this room and be pretty close to how it's going to pan out. Yeah? For the next five years. I bet you it'd be easy. Because it's not who you think you are. It's what's taking you over. That's the dominating force in our life. We need it to be stopped. And we need an intermediary. That's the higher power through the auspices of AA. Yeah? That's what allows us to get freedom from self. You can't get freedom from self as a self. We have to go to another power through a conduit, which is AA, and then that power, greater than self, puts a stop to it. Because the only thing self as a power respects is a power greater than it. And right now, in your condition, you're not. The parasite's walking all over you. It's walking into every part of your life, fucking shitting all over your lawns and your relationships, your business, your health, and like this, and you keep fucking trying to clean it up as fast as you can. Get rid of the dog. You die. Hmm? You die. My dog. That's it, eh? You know, I, I want to say something very personally, you know. I do these a lot, and tonight I see a lot of young people, and sometimes I don't want to go into some ideas, because some of us, our house is on fire, and we need a pail of water. Yeah? <coughs> it's not going to do some of us good just to talk about there's no house and there's no fire. Yeah? Some of us are really, really suffering, and we've got to get down to the basics of AA. You've got to set up the right habits. Habits are thoughts without actions. I mean, actions without thoughts. The other one's a problem. Because if the, if the thought system claims to be that, claims that action, you may be in a state of inaction. You may not get up off the fucking chair and do anything. Yes? So the habits for me, the first year was the most important year of my sobriety because I followed the suggestions and some habits were formed and my whole life is based on those habits. I don't think about, should I go to a meeting? I think about which one. That's all. You know, it's my life. It's the life. It's a way of life. It's a design for living. Yeah. And it's given me the breath and the room to really let what I am express itself just like the... The parasite of alcoholism used me to express itself. Now spirit uses me to express itself. And I'll tell you, the the latter is much nicer to live under. Being taken over by the spirit is much more benevolent than being taken over by the parasite. Yeah? All the shit that you think has no value will be used in these rooms to produce value in others. Yeah? AA is like the greatest recycler. All these lost lives, we put them in and they get useful and they get used over and over again. And you can't figure out how it works because it's a power greater than you. You know, Surrender, abandon yourself to it, at least for a day, and let it run the show and see if the show doesn't get better. You know? Yes. Um, in your 
experience, do you, like your day to day, do you ever have moments when that voice comes back and you feel like that you just don't pay attention to it, you don't give it its power? Yeah, I hear it all the time. Yeah, I hear it all the time. That doesn't stop. It's a mental process. But what it needs us to believe in it to produce its goods. Yeah, it doesn't have a life. It needs yours to express through, and that's how what happens. We give it over by being identified as it, as what it's saying. So I hear it all the time. But there's a difference between hearing and listening. And actually, over the years, it diminishes a lot because it doesn't grab your attention. Your attention doesn't follow it, and so it's like running ahead, but it's looking back, and without the attention, it deflates. It doesn't have any own thing. Yes. In other words, it can't do anything without you, really. It needs you to comply with its, with its wishes, give you, and you do that by acting out on its yapping, and then you get the consequences, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I had a stay today. It's funny. I was sitting in the air, airplane, and I have two bad legs, you know. It's very, and one is a very weird leg. I got run over, and it swells up on plane rides really badly. And so, and it's a big deal if I'm in, a, in, I'm, I'm in a row and there's no one else on the row. I'm thinking I can lay down, you know, because I came, I had to get to the airport at 5 in the morning, and I was tired. And so I'm, I'm sitting there, and then... It looks like it's all closed, and I got the row, you know. I'm going, oh, far out. I'm getting ready. To, as soon as they, you know, take the belt off, I can lay down. And then suddenly, they halt the plane and say, oh, there's some passengers from this delay plane, and they bring one of them right to my row. And there was an empty row right over there. And then she sits in there, and so, so my head got, re- my little yapping goes, oh. And then the other lady, where she didn't sit, was starting to lay down and luxuriously. And my head was presenting its take, which it does, yeah? But I'm sitting there in that sense of being, yes? So it's going, oh, just, she's this, and I'm looking at her, and it's trying to... It's, just, it's hilarious, really. But it could have ruined your whole trip if you believed it, yeah? It would have had that power. That power would have lost... She would have been the most important thing in my life, that lady who took that seat. Now, it presents its take... See, you're having an experience, and there's beingness. You're on right now. Then there's a mental interpretation about that, which is a story that overlays it, yeah? When we're identified with self, we go up into the mental realm, and we forget the living, feeling, tasting, touching, smelling event going on. And what happens is we live an interpretation, yeah? The interpretation is yesterday's more important than today, and tomorrow's way more important than today. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So your interest and attention, which is here right now, I'm feeling a lot of stuff, everything, I can sense the space in the room, then it get, goes up in the mental state, and then it gets taken down this long line of possibilities, what did happen or what could happen. Yeah? So you get stretched out, so you're not seemingly here anymore. So this place seems lacking, so you want to get something going. So you jump off a bridge with a bungee thing, or you shoot coke in your neck, or somehow to find like you feel like you're alive, because you don't feel like you're fucking alive. And you need a big shock to actually feel like you're alive, which unfortunately comes with consequences usually. Yeah, Like with me, every time I drank, I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. I was arrested pretty quickly like thereafter. So this whole idea is the mental state is trying to 
See, the sense of being you has to be remembered. Yeah. When you were a baby, there was no sense of self. Like when you were a baby, the first like 16 months, there was just awareness doing its thing. There was no me and you and nothing like that. Then the mental state got developed and it presented an idea. You're Mary, yes? And she's Sue, right? So now name and form happen, and now we start listening to the mental state, and the mental state interprets what's going on here, and it says, you know what? I'm going to use now to interpret this now as yesterday and tomorrow, right? That's what it does. And what happens is the thoughts think about you in the past, and you're pictured as a body in the thought system. When there's thoughts about you, the thoughts about the you that you're thought about is a body. Yeah? So you're thinking about you four years ago. Now, very rarely would you go back four years for anyone else. But that, that you you're thinking about is so special, it's been crowned a special you, which is me. It's me. <laughs> Everyone here only sees this as a you and will never see this as a me, but I beg to differ with you. I, I, count, I, I counteract all your experiences and say, no, it's me. It's me. Yeah? All right, so the thought system thinks about you in the past, and what happens? It remembers you now as a body. Yeah? It thinks about you in the future as a body, and it remembers you now as a body. So you, the feeling of being you, is remembered. Yeah? It has to have time. That's why time is so important in the thought system. Because it has to be, you have to be remembered as what you're not. What you are doesn't need to be remembered. You are it. You're it right now. You're never not going to be it right now. Yeah? But, this, but the sense of self, because it isn't so, has to be remembered all the time to be so. So it goes like, I was so then, I will be so then, therefore I am so now. Yeah? All produced by the thoughts and our interest and attention following the thoughts. Yeah, what would happen if you lost interest in the thoughts and, inter- and, and attention in that? You would be freed from the bondage of self right now. Wouldn't you, have you done something you really love to do? Don't you forget yourself when you're doing something really incredible? Yeah, Surfing or something like that. Yeah? What happens is it regroups and then it says, oh, I just did that incredible thing. No, you didn't. Self was totally absent in that event. That's why it was so fucking good. Yeah? <laughs> but what it does is it claims to be the one who had that experience, which is an interpretation. And then you get left holding the bag again. And after a while, you're going to be left holding an empty bag. You're out to do something to get high, to get relief, to have fucking fun. Yes? Yeah. And once you start getting loaded, the genie's out of the bottle. It's, you know, you know, my idea of an alcoholic and a recovered alcoholic is the alcoholic calls you after they drink. The recovered alcoholic calls you before they drink. Because before you drink, something can happen. After you drink, it's just damage control. Yeah? The parasite already has you. You're giving it as fuel. It's got you. Yeah? But before, there's a possibility it could go a different way. We want that relief, stabilizing, that keeps us always in the before. Always in the before, because the before to that is now. Now. When you're rooted now, you'll have an immunity to there and then. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
It's tough up here. It's very tough. <laughs> I try so hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, you've suffered, hey, haven't you? I suffered so fucking much in my head. There's nothing like a 10 day coke run and just. Just your head, just fucking unbelievable. It's like almost exquisite the suffering it can make out of nothing. Really, it really is. I I wish anyone in this room to have some relief from that possibility, you know. And I really believe if you can diagnose the disease correctly, you can expect real relief from it. Yeah. I don't believe it's obsession with self. I think that's what the mental state does to keep the identification of self in place. Yeah? It has to obsess over it. It's sort of like applying a glue that doesn't actually bond anything. For it to seem to be like bonded, it has to apply it all day. Isn't that what the thought system is doing? It's applying the glue to bond your attention and interest to the idea of being a self all day. Yeah, but it can't make it so. That's the good news. You are not that, nor will you ever be that. Yeah? Find out what you're not, and then you'll actually experience what you are. Yeah? Learn about it. Learn about self. Yeah? Yep. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yes, we have T-shirts. This is why I'm really here for. <laughs> I am. This is just, uh, you know, this is getting more and more diminished. I'm just bringing shirts from now on. <laughs> I have a lot of new shirts. Can you want to lift that one up? That's the Tibetan dragon shirt, I think. Yes, and I have a beautiful one. And I have women's, too, uh, called Yama, which is the deity of death in Tibetan Buddhism. It's really good. A lot of skulls and shit. (laughs) (laughs) So there they are. $20, or you can bargain with me, too. All right. Do we say a prayer? Yes? Yes? The weed version of the Serenity Prayer. God, prayers to serenity, to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
being the presence, I'm of service. Why is I'm always available? Instead of having to do service to get that sense, I am, I am that sense. Let the mind jump. Make it, let it take some quantum leaps. Don't, why, why have it like constricted by this little linear game board? It can leap all the way to, you know, go free out of jail card. It doesn't need to play these, these steps. This little thing. See, if, if you're not that, find out what happens. If you're not the one whose money is being given to this, you'll lose interest in the whole story. They're explaining this fucking thing going on. It's got a good thing going, so it's going to keep throwing logs on it, bro. You know what it does. It's sort of like... Um, it sniffs, and if you make one little move, oh yeah, that's right. Then it starts fucking. It's like uh, it'll come, it'll come out the skylight, the cellar door, the back door, the front door, selling you right. Once you make a little, oh yeah, that's true. That fucking you. Then it builds a huge story, doesn't it? Yeah, it's waiting, almost like it to to notice a flinch in you. Once you start believing it, then it stokes the fucking story, and then your house is on fire. Well, and that's and, and the term my sponsor uses is getting screwed. I'm getting screwed. <laughs> you know, like that's when yeah. I'm in the grip. But you're already screwed because of the story about getting screwed. Right. You're already free screwed. Anyway, thanks again, man. Oh, you're welcome, man. Nice to meet you. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. The red part is just in the But um I did. I we're gonna go to eat the things you can talk about. I felt like we're going out to